I'll break it off in your ass. Every hour on the hour, when we listen and gain our knowledge and power, we turn to the no bullshit hour. Let's just did breaking news. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. Detroit, what up, Joe? Hollywood, <laughs> California. <laughs> Sup? New York City. How you doing? <laughs> Chicago, Illinois. Orderly. Boujou to all my friends and relatives out in Indian country. Seattle, Washington. Dude. Lebanon, Kansas. Morning. Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, girl. <laughs> Shanghai, China. Nihao. Warsaw, Poland. Jen Dobre. Welcome in Stockholm, Sweden. Hi, hi, Copenhagen, Denmark. London, England. You're right. G'day, Sydney, Australia. <laughs> Jerusalem, Lahaim. Assalamu alaikum. Athens, Greece. Dekanis, thanks for being here with us. Windsor, Ontario. Can't wait to see you again, eh? Welcome, everybody. We are across the planet. The No Bullshit News Hour. Hello, Karen. Hello, Charlie. Hello, Red. What up, Doe? What up, narcoleptic? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody welcome here. The Bernistas, the Trumpistas, the Brother Lolitas, all my brothers and sisters in the Wayne County Jail, out of sight, but not forgotten. You are welcome here. But before we get to a very important program with us, Wayne County Sheriff Ray Washington, we are going where nobody's going, where we need to go. Big news coming out of there. Affects all of us here in the region. Also, Judge Bruce Morrow of the Third Circuit Court and Ed Martell. You know about this? Great story. What's the story? Uh, I don't want to give it all away. Right, just real quick. Uh, it's a, a guy who found the right path. Is that a, is that a good enough to you? Karen, real quick. Whatever. We're going to talk about it. It's, it's it's a great story of restorative justice. And and Detroiters sticking together for Detroiters. That's how that's what it uh, is. That's why she's Karen. It was a regular dude working the streets. He did, saw the judge one too many times. The judge gave him a break. And man. Look where he is now. It's a positivity. It's possible to fix the shit and help each other. And then, of course, our 9-11 homage this week. Umberto. The undocumented immigrant who'll never be found and never be written down and never be remembered. They were there too. Okay, but first, just a couple quick pieces of news. I want to talk to my people in the middle. You know, like 33% are Republicans no matter what. And 33% are Democrats no matter what. But you and me in the middle, the 33%, we decide 
how it goes. We're the ones they got to convince. We're the ones who decide the elections and how much the world moves from Shanghai to Sydney to Chicago. Okay, so here's the deal. This is unbelievable to me. We'll, we'll go quick. I wrote a quick story. Republicans statewide conducted a, a poll, and the internal, uh, internal findings were this, that former Detroit police chief James Craig is up on Governor Gretchen Whitmer 45% to 38%. Ooh. That's news. Yeah, pretty yeah, straightforward. 7%. Yeah. Now, remember, this is for internal, this is for the, the Republicans to have, right? They're going to fundraise. They ask a bunch of questions. I figure it's news. I write something short. Yeah. Nothing, Next day, nothing wrong with that. The, 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 the little, what do you call MERS? What is that? Is that some uh, political posting thing? Blog, yeah. yeah. News agency blog. So they, they, Mouthpiece. They also do it, and they write the whole findings. I just wrote 300 words. They wrote 800 words or whatever. But at the end of this story, they write this. The poll was initially reported by Deadline Detroit last night. Okay, there's credit. Asked to respond, Michigan Democratic Party spokesman Rodrika Applewaite said, quote, it's clear the Michigan GOP leaked this fluff poll to plagiarist and defamer Charlie Leduff. Wow. To You're a plagiarist, Charlie? <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, we, you know, back about 30 years ago when I was in college, yes, I wrote a long story. And yes, I did lift a paragraph and a couple of sentences and a very long story. Overburdened student. I made a mistake. I apologized. I apologized in print. I went on. That was 30 years ago. And there's nuance to that. That's bullshit. There is, but, but you just go like this. Yes, I did that. And I'm, I apologize. Of course, President Biden did that. Yeah, got elected. Yeah, <laughs> and got, a couple times actually. Yes, he did, and he took like five pages from a legal review. It's okay. We move on. You acknowledge it, but what is that? What does that have to do with the poll? What does that have to do with the poll? What does that? And by the way, no, you don't know where I got this. Yeah, you want to know where I got the airplane? Do you know who I know? People who clean the airplanes. People who put the peanuts in the airplane. <laughs> they, people that mop the airplane floors. Those are my people. They're probably part of the system. Let, I'm going to throw this out here. Oh, For those that don't know, usually the one that gives up all the information is the lowest one on the totem pole because they got the most to be disgruntled about. Yeah, Karen, how but, professional but, is that? But, but the other thing is, is that those are the people that actually know what's going on. And I think I shared the story before. I interviewed the president of uh, of a bank once. And I was kind of thrown off because this guy had no idea what was going on in his own organization. Uh, so it's the people that, that open the door. It's the people that answer the phone. It's the people that make the organization run that actually know what's going on. And those are the people that you're supposed to be nice to. And those are the people that can make you or break you if you don't treat them right. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay, fine. We're off point here. The response is ridiculous. That's right. You, you... This is the spokesperson for the Democratic Party. And what's with the bullshit cheap shot? You don't challenge the facts. It's very uh, Trumpian. I, I was just about to say that. Sound like they. Well, it's name calling and yeah. it's a, a slight diversion from the story. Respond to the, the bad poll numbers that she has because you're responsible for it too. You're the communications department. And I certainly wouldn't want to be the core group who blew a 75% yep. approval rating. Mm, yeah. And it does. 
I'm, I'm, look, we're in the middle here. You can do what you want. You know what's happening. But it's Bush League. Yeah. Bring it. Yeah. Bring it. Because here's what's going to happen. James Craig is a very viable candidate. Obviously, might be the front. I don't know. Right? But if you look at the work that's been done on James Craig record as the chief of police. Yeah, crime numbers. You're going to yep. be reading my work. Yep. So if I were you, I would actually do my job and call me. Because I talked to a lot of Democrats, and you're not one of them. Uh, it would have been nice if they should have responded with their own internal polling, because I'm sure uh, they know what those numbers are. So maybe maybe they match up all too well for them, and it kind of freaks them out. And what's with the $20,000 uh, FOIA tab <laughs> All right, <laughs> to get this information on his nursing home numbers? Still coming. Call all the names you want. All the names. But here, let me, and then I'll move on. That is bullshit. That is some shit. And why would MERS print that without calling me? That's okay, Lansing. Bring it. Uh, clicks. We're for the people. We're for the people. Yeah. Oh, by the way, James Craig, male, Republican. Oh, man, I tore him a new ass for eight years. Mm -hmm. Right? Everybody listening to this program knows that. It's going to be a fun election. Oh, it is. Oh, definitely. I will state from the Michigan Democratic Party Code of Conduct. <laughs> yeah, Just real quickly. I wanna, no, I want to hear this. Uh, Judge Bruce Morrow is listening intently. He likes codes of conduct and whatnot <laughs> and so forth. <laughs> I quote, any form of discrimination, bullying, or harassment is prohibited and shall be subject to appropriate corrective action. Such action may include censure, suspension or removal from office or the organization. Now let's define bullying according to the Michigan Democratic Party Code of Conduct. Bullying, an action or series of actions intended to demean, mm -hmm. intimidate, or humiliate an individual. And I can see you're hurt by this. Bullying can be verbal, physical, or social. It includes, but is not limited to, name-calling. Come on, grow a set. Come on, Democrats. That's I voted for Whitmer. What are you thinking? When, when the government stinks, we're pointing it out. What is this? What is this? I, I, I thought that that's what you're supposed to do when it's the person you put in there. Hey, I put you in there. You're not doing your job. I thought that's how it's supposed to work. <laughs> you need to stop, Charlie. Okay. Now, finally, speaking of abuse. Before you do that, though, can I throw this out there right quick? Share, share, share. This show is too informative, too much going on. If you're watching, share. Say to Washington. Share, share, share. Hollywood, California. Share, share, share. London, England. Share, share, share. Right. Okay, now. Uh, big scandal at the University of Michigan. Bo Schembechler, the famed coach, his son, three players, held a press conference yesterday. Awful. Just just talking about the abuse meted out by uh what's what's the doctor dr name? robert anderson robert anderson yeah multiple years multiple years Bo 69 to 89 ish Bo knew 99 ish sorry Bo yeah, knew. Bo knew. yeah. the athletic director knew mm -hmm. people knew over 800 victims they say so i'm not a cancer culture guy but you, you don't you don't uphold molesters and people that allow it to happen. I'm sorry. Now, here's the thing. You all know, I walked onto the wrestling team for, you know, about a half a semester. Mm -hmm. And then I became a Michigan football cheerleader. Yep. I had physicals from this doctor. I called my friend who was on, on uh, 
a cheerleading team. Cheerleading yeah. team. Then when Harbaugh was the, was the quarterback, mm-hmm. and I said, I won't say his name. I go, dude, didn't we get physicals from the guy? He goes, yeah. Didn't you remember when I tore my my stomach muscle and I, and I told you he shoved his finger up my ass and was fondling me? I, and he goes, we're all in a circle going, what the fuck with this guy? I go, no, I don't. He goes, you said it happened to you. I go, what? He said he was playing with I said, I did. What were we doing? We were all scratching our heads. Well, I, I don't remember. You blocked it out. Well, to be honest, if you want to talk about how young boys grow up, when you're in high school and you got to take that physical. Oh, yeah. I remember in high school. We used to laugh, the cough. Yeah. And we all had a lineup. Remember, you all oh, had a lineup? Remember Did you well. guys do that? Oh, yeah. And you uh, all dropped him at once? Yeah. And then the guy came by one after the other? Yeah. Did you think that was fucked up? It was weird, uh, but you accept it because it's a doctor. And that's what Nasser's victims said? Yeah. But no fingers went in my butt. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, I went to DPS. They didn't <laughs> do that in DPS. <laughs> and from the stories I'm hearing, thank God. That's because you didn't play no sports, really. That's okay. Chess club was fine, and ROTC was great. Uh, you can pull a hernia in chess club. And uh, you, more than once you sat on a rook. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he preferred bishops. Check. No, but listen, it's 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 a moral outrage. It's, it's a complete awful. failure. And it's an embarrassment. I, I don't even listen. I don't even watch. Look, these are these are young men and women, teenagers. I don't even understand the whole industry surrounding it. Just let them play. Let them have fun. It's supposed to build character, and it's become everything but character building. I'm so against this. Take well, the fucking statue down. Well, why they bringing you know the doctor and Bo up? I think everybody in the surrounding administration needs to be held accountable for this because basically they set up a culture where the victim has nowhere to really go and yeah, get a resolution. But, but Red, this was like. A decade and a half ago, before the last guy died, a decade and a half ago, mm-hmm. everybody's gone. Right. Well, Everybody, does, do you really think that that culture has changed, though? I mean, that's that's the thing. It's not yeah. just there. I mean, people still feel like they have to give in, like like Mark said, oh, because they're a doctor, people overlook it. That's the culture that still exists. People are not taught or encouraged to challenge or question authority. They're not. I do think the culture has changed a little bit, though, because we used to snicker and laugh at it, and now we know how horrific it is. I mean, there's more awareness of it now. But, but, but it still exists, though. People still sure. try to get away with it. Pedophilia oh, right. is yeah. still around, and that's a that's an illness. That's a sickness to me. This is bad. It's bad when when the athletic department takes over the university. We'll leave it at that. Amen. By the way, where's the sheriff? Oh, is he gone already? I don't, I don't no, see. He's him. right there. He's right there. I don't see him. He's right there. Hey, Sheriff. Okay, hold on. Let me <laughs> let me take care of a little business. Number one, as you all know, our favorite restaurant in Michigan is American Coney Island. It's the best. Fresh. Everything's homemade. Everything's originally for American Coney Island. The dog is made especially for American Coney Island. That's why it snaps when you bite into it. it Natural does. lamb casing. Vidalia onions. The chili recipe is 104 years old. Made by the Detroit Chili Company, which is American Coney Island owns it. Nice. Did you know they also do A and W's? They do. Yeah, but it's really? a different recipe. Oh. Did you know that? No, I didn't. It's well, the worst is. recipe. Oh, don't don't don't. don't well, oh, you that. keep the we'll best for yourself. Don't do that with the sponsors. Right. It's the worst recipe. <laughs> oh, between the two. Oh yeah, for sure. That's what I mean. Yeah. They keep the better one. For keep themselves. the best for themselves. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Thing. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying theirs is better. Right. And Lafayette needs to invest in it. That way, I don't have to edit anything. Okay. Now uh, you always get your Coney kit delivered to your door. Great, great for the summer picnic. Taking it up north or wherever you're going. They deliver them to Lebanon, Kansas. 
They deliver them to Hollywood, California, Chicago, Illinois. A lot. A lot of them. Because everybody leaves here. Yeah. Okay. You go to AmericanConeyIsland.com. Awesome uh, hit me with the Maurice Davis. I'm, I'm doing Luke. Listen here now. Listen here. Inflation up 5% this month. It was 4% last month. If you just got your money in a bank, your money's whittling away. What do you do? Make it work for you. You do Bitcoin? <laughs> Maybe you do. You do a little bit of Bitcoin. I, I would call someone that knows their shit. That's what I would do. Who, who would that be? A D off the top of my, off the top of my head, Luke. Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Well. Let's try Red. Well, I'm jacking up the sponsors. <laughs> my bad. You can call him later. Yeah, two, okay. <laughs> you call Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Well, 248-663-4748 for rational financial advice. Grow it. Don't stow it. Because then you're going to blow it. So 248-663-4748. I'm going to see him next week. Money in the mattress don't do nothing. It's good man. Leave this rolling if you could. And remember now, it's pretty simple. ADR consultants are the one you call when you need to get something done. Right? And on time and on budget. Right? Let's say you're an investor. You're doing something with that money. But you can't get straight answers from City Hall whether your assets are being properly managed. If, if like, uh, what's her name, Nicole Curtis? Yeah. Like, yeah. If, the, if, the, if the deed is even filed, what happens when you get all bottled up and can't get it done? You're lost. You got to call someone. You call ADR to help with asset management, with the zoning and certi- certification issues. Look, you do anything with construction, deconstruction, demolition, rehab, any project management, technology deployments, get it done the way it should be done. Quickly, appropriately. A, A, D, R. Yeah. That A stands for ethical. D stands for honest. R stands for smart. (laughs) What? I'm scarred. (laughs) Call Barry Allen Tech for a free consultation, 248-318-9424. Mention the No Bullshit News Hour and tell him you need someone to fix fix your shit. shit. Thank you. We're not bad. Okay, now. I want to welcome him, Sheriff Raphael Ray Washington. I know him as Ray. I know he was appointed in January after the COVID death of Sheriff Benny Napoleon. Uh, Ray is a longtime and honorable servant of this county, right? Ray, welcome in. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Charlie. Let's get to it. No bullshit, okay, Ray? Look, this is, we want to help you because we got a little bit of an idea what's happening and what's your job so important you're the big boss now you're one of the big three in the county you don't have to take shit you get to state the point right you you run stuff okay yes pretty much covid is over but but you shut down dickerson the newest of the three jails because you can't staff it why yeah. why and let me say let me say it's not shut down dickerson is still operating i understand we moved- we we moved some uh we moved the inmates out and uh collapsed the uh those into our jails downtown as well as the uh, officers because um staffing is what it is. But I wanna say that um our kitchen workers, our laundry workers, our tether unit, we're taking bonds in at the at the uh Hamtramck jail. Uh we have uh some form of classification over there. We have command officers there. So the building is still operating. We just had to move 
See, uh, we thought we moved the inmates and, 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 and the officers who watch over them to see how it works, to see how staffing would change, to see how we could help ourselves. You know, the, sand, uh, the uh, definition of insanity is doing the same thing, the same way and expecting different results. We had to move things around, and some folks didn't like that. But nevertheless, we I'm, I sit here as a sheriff, and if I sit here and do nothing, then I'll, uh, I won't be sitting here long. So I'm doing everything that we need to do. Exactly. Make sure that we that, that we're moving along and, you, and, and helping our staff. You don't have the appropriate budget. That you have nothing to do with the budget. You don't have the money that we need to get done what needs to get done in a safe, effective way. So it creates a huge problem, right? Now you're in the big one by, by Frank Murphy, everybody. The big jail, that's mm -hmm. Division One, and the one with the barbara around it, that's Max. That's Division Two. So now right. those get crowded. You've got three deputies working an entire floor. Right. Last week, one was beaten badly when he was serving lunch by himself. We need a corporal. No, not true. Go ahead. It has nothing to do with staffing, Charlie. Nothing to do with staffing. Nothing to do with staffing. Why not? How come How come we don't have two guys walking around with each other? Wouldn't that be well, better? We, 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 we did have two guys there. We had two guys there that are always two people there feeding and doing the things that they need to do. Yeah, so one guy's in, that isn't that true, though? As, as I remember it, one guy sits in the glass booth and watches, that's correct. right? And then one yeah. guy's out there by himself. And, and when, that, when he gets into trouble, that's why the guy's in the glass booth to call other deputies. Wouldn't it be great? That's exactly what we had. Right. Exactly what Wouldn't we it be had. great to have one guy in the glass booth and, and two, two guys yeah. going around together? I mean, it, it, it'd be great to have three of them. Excellent. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it'd be great to have, the, but, but in reality... That's how it's always been. Damn. And 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 uh, the, the, the situation in that is that the officer, uh, any of our officers, they never have to go on a ward to feed an inmate. I want to be very clear on that. OK, they never. We have things in place that allow an officer to do that very safely. When an officer decides to go into a ward and do what happened, that's that's not what we teach. That's not what's necessary. And so. Uh, always, you know, it always comes up when something happens and goes the wrong way that it's a staffing issue. That, that is absolutely incorrect. That was not a staffing issue. That was the same amount of people that are on the floors to do what they did every single day for the last many of years. But let me, let me ask you this, Ray. Didn't you just say that doing the same thing that has always been done and expecting different results? So is there an interest on your part? Uh, or a desire to kind of reconfigure that? I mean, I know ideally you said it would be great to have three people. What is the optimum number for maximum safety for everybody involved? Just just what it is. Uh, you know, maximum numbers is that all of our, um, as we're talking about Division One, okay. all of our, our, our stations are manned. That's, yes. that's what I want to see. Uh, I, I haven't seen all of our stations manned in the 12 years I've been back here in the Wayne County Jail. The 12 years I've been back, I've never seen all of them manned. This is not an all of a sudden issue. Right on. This is a many of years uh, issue that I'm dealing with in the last yes, five months. Yes, okay. sir. Exactly. So, you know, now that you're there, like we, we want to help you. I know, you know, I know. 100 deputies left in the last year. They, you yeah. have to work double shifts. They're losing their mind. COVID's really fucked things up. Um, we got what? Maybe about a dozen people 
charged with murder out on tether. Be- you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Remember yes. the the shoot him up on the freeway? Oh, yes. yeah. That guy was material witness to murder. He's on a tether. I don't know why he's driving around. And then somebody pops out of the top of an SUV and lights him up on the freeway that my mom drives. Ray needs, well, how much money did they send the county? $500 million? They sent the city $800 million. They sent the state $10 billion. How about giving Ray $100 million so we can have human infrastructure? Would you like $100 million, Ray? I love it. I love yeah. it. I mean, I'd 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 love some some to see where our entry level uh 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 salary is even more. And 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 let me say this, Charlie, because I think it's very important. I've had very brief conversations with the CEO, I've had conversations with other members of the CEO staff. They get it and they're doing the best they can. I believe that because when somebody looks me in the eye and say, we're going to try to make it right and we're going to do everything we can, I believe what you say. And so uh, 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 the, the the CEO has been the sheriff. He's been grew up in the sheriff's office. He's done more in the sheriff's office in his career than he's done anywhere, I believe, in government. And so I believe he gets it. And I think he has the best interest of the county and the jails at heart. And so we'll see. He does, uh, you know, he uh, does, and, and, and that's when I first met him, you know, when he, when he was the sheriff, Warren Emmons, when he was the sheriff. And this mm-hmm. has been, that jail ha- hasn't passed the health inspection. I'm just, you know, that's just regular people talk. Like, no, we have passed health inspection. Well, uh, no, you no. know, it's been under a, a consent decree. For, oh, yeah, that's fun. For, for, health for 40 Easy. years. Wow. Easy. Right? Then we tried to build a jail, and it, it went fluey <laughs> and corrupted. We're yeah. building the new one. That's about a year, year and a half out. We need, in the yeah. short term, to relieve pressure on the people that work there. That's why Hamtramck's closed. And then we're going to need to have some academies so we can get some new blood in there. And we got to pay them appropriately. This is, this is what I, I see. It's a, it's a big deal because a guy was also put on a tether, armed robbery, and then he com- he's allegedly committed murder in Oakland County. Uh-huh. So now he's back. Here, right, Ray? Yes. Shit. Sheriff, is it simply just about money or because of things that have been happening, people don't want to work for any kind of police force? I mean, how do you, is that, is that a narrative that's going on yeah, right now? That's, that's, that's definitely a narrative, narrative because that's what I hear when I'm out recruiting myself. I'm out recruiting. And uh, oftentimes our young people, they don't want to be involved in law enforcement for the things that they've seen that law enforcement had gotten wrong. And I, I often tell them, listen, you have to be the change you want to see. If you want, if you want to, to, to see law enforcement change, come join us and come be a part of what the, the change. And we're, we're preaching that, 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 that narrative. We're trying to get it turned around and, uh, it's happening. I'm, I brought in at least five people, uh, and, and, and others have bringing in, they're bringing in people. I think we need to all be on one accord with a, with, with a union and management. To say, if we're talking about officer safety, we're talking about getting the people into our agency. And I can't be the one as, a, as the sheriff saying, come join us. And there's another group saying, you're living on death row. That, that just don't even, that, that's, that's mm-hmm. counterproductive to anything in law enforcement when we're trying to build law enforcement. Because this is not just the Wayne County Sheriff's situation. This is a national situation. Law enforcement in the country is going to be in big trouble if we don't do a heavy-duty uh, recruiting process in the nation to get law enforcement back where it should be. So, Ray, you've got a you've got a a, a hiring fair or a recruitment fair that's coming up. 
Yes. People, people that may say, mm, I'm not really sure, but perhaps I'm interested. What will happen when they show up? What, what will they find? Will they find something different, a different perspective, uh, different information, a different platform that may actually change their mind about becoming a member of law enforcement? Sure, they will. They'll they'll be able to, to, to fill out an application on the spot. We'll be able to try to expedite those uh, applications and get those uh, people who are interested into our agency. And we talk to them about being on, maybe they want to be on the custody side of law enforcement versus the enforcement side of law enforcement. There's many things they could do. Maybe they, they, maybe they don't want to be in the street uh, fighting crime, but maybe they want to take care of those that are in our custody who are primarily innocent people until they've been proven guilty. Uh, there you and go. Thank that, that, That's a big deal. They get to yeah. take care of those people. This and United States. So, Sorry, Ray. This is the United States of America. You're innocent till proven guilty. That's the majority of the people in the damn place. So don't send me mail going, fuck them. That could be you. And while we're at it, number one, real quick, what's the starting salary? So starting salary right now is right about $36,000, but we just had some conversation yesterday. That ain't 20 an hour. I, we, we just talked to some people in the in the in the county exec's office. They're 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 looking. The county exec himself is looking to raise that uh, up because that it needs to be. We're we can't compete with Oakland County, who's the <laughs> 10th richest county in the in the in, in the in the nation. Y'all and, can't compete and, and, with and, Uber. You can't compete with Uber. We 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 competing with Uber, Charlie. But, <laughs> not, not, trust well, me. Red I, said that. I didn't say that. I, <laughs> trust me. I drive Uber. I make more than. <laughs> 20 bucks an hour. <laughs> Listen, let me say this. $35,000, dollars for an 18, 19-year-old kid in his, in his mother's basement has to be some a decent salary. And then you're coming in and, and, and starting a career. A career is what we want it to be. And you're working some overtime because we're going to have to work a little overtime till we get to where we want to be. Now we're moving up to $45,000, $50,000 for an 18-year-old. Uh, uh, that's got to be still a, a decent salary, y'all. Sure yeah, he, he actually answered my question because I was going to ask, how young do you take them? And you just said 18. So Absolutely. Now, let me now, do this. The let me question do- is, though, is how old do you take them? And I don't necessarily mean you don't you have know, an age limit. retirement age, but there have to be positions or opportunities for seasoned professionals. You talked about the different, the myriad opportunities that are there. It's not just for entry level. There, there are various opportunities that exist. Absolutely. So maybe you've retired from a job. Maybe you retired from the service. And now you're looking because you can retire from the service at 40 something years old. Maybe now, I want to change careers. What do I want to do, Ray? Absolutely. I mean, oh, you, you want to steer clear. Money, you can come to our office, fill out application right now. Hey, take you it easy, done. guy. <laughs> I know you're in shape to pass a, pass a physical agility oh. test. Oh, okay. And, and pass the general equivalency test. To, I mean, these, these are not difficult things right. to do to get into our agent, to get into law enforcement, period. As a Reporter who's been in that jailhouse many times and yep. as a former resident a couple times, like <laughs> me and Edward both had a little bit of a, you know, little youth, let's call it. You know, I never forget. So the Democratic spokesperson, I never forget. This is my community. I will never forget. I know they got hit by COVID. You didn't do enough for them. I know all that. But here's my my word to the suburban Republican judges. Judge, you're going to like this, Bruce. Would you stop sending people with a Wayne County jail for the suspended license yes. and possession oh, yeah. of narcotics? We don't need them in the jail. Oh, yeah. You hear we're kicking people yeah. that shouldn't be kicked because you're fucking it up with your stupid shit. That's, we're in a new era now. 
You're going to have to let the guy drive around with no license, right? It's better than letting a, a murderer ar- out. armed robber out. Right. Don't do that shit. Am I right? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I would prefer Willie with no license to continue to slide through the back street. No, not Willie. Oh, oh, Chad. oh Ryan. Chad. Chad. It's Chad. Brian, Brooke, <laughs> Daisy, whoever. Hank. Over, Henry. Over, over Steel, the killer robber on a tether. Billy. <laughs> but, you, but you know that there has to be some limitations to that as well. We, have, right. we always have to remember that driving is a privilege. It's not your right. And so, you know, there's some things that come with that. And, yeah, and we, we make know. a great point because some people who have suspended license and they get arrested for that and end up in our facilities, they're still there six, seven, eight days because they can't afford to get out right. when the next person mm-hmm. can afford to get out of jail. So it's the, the prosecutor's office and the judges, they are uh, uh, working within that kind of uh, realm. We're, we don't put anyone in jail. We just here exactly. to keep them right. safe. When they're here, we're in a and crisis so- here because as as um, as Edward and and Bruce are going to come on, and we know now know this circuit courts back open for business next month, and we're going to need about seventy deputies to come out of the jailhouse to work the courthouse. Now, what are we going to do? This is a now, who, big freaking deal. Who is your source? Because you got great information, right on. Uh, <laughs> But nevertheless, that's listening to the first 10 minutes. We told him. I I told you, like, I I work hard for this community. I try to get it right. I'm not trying to get it wrong. I'm trying to do for all of us. So where we're going to need 70 or so at at some point to leave the jail to do that. That's not going to be immediately. I just had a conversation with Chief Judge Timothy Kinney, Third Circuit Court Chief Judge, and they're only opening up maybe two courtrooms to jury trials and things like that. So it's not like a, a great rush that's going to happen and, every, and the building's going to be on fire and all of that. It's, it's not like that. We want to massage this and try to work that in to get the courts back up at the same time, trying to work with retention at the same time, trying to make sure that we're recruiting as hard as we can. So everybody's working together. It's not just give me all my, my court officers and you all fend for yourself in the jail. It's not like that. Sheriff, I want to ask one question one, because we keep talking about more police training, which is what I think when people say defund the police, they're not talking about that. They're talking about a demilitarization to make them more community friendly, just to make sure their training is more in place. Is that or should that be part of the agenda and training going forward? It is a part of it in the Wayne County Sheriff's Office. We're, okay. we're sending people to crisis intervention team training through DWIN. I went myself because I'm going to always lead this agency. And where I'm not working on the floor necessarily, I want to know how do I deal with mental health consumers in our facility? And so I think it's a, it's a conversation that has to be had and we at the Wayne County Sheriff's Office are sending those who work with our mental health consumers who are unfortunately in our custody to know how to treat them right, to know that it's a condition and it's not the person that you're looking at. And so uh, uh, we're, we're, we're going through all of that and we're making sure that we do what it is that we need to do. But people, citizens need to know that when you talk about that, if for the ones that are in the street doing enforcement, we ask the social workers and those. So you all want to answer those mental health consumer runs, right? They say absolutely not. We are not going on those runs without the police. Well, Sheriff, so- to the training point, are you worried when you need people and you don't have maybe the resources to get the people? Are you worried that you might get the less than desire- desirables or maybe they the training's not as rigid as it should be? Is that a worry of yours? No, because if they can pass the general general, general equivalency test through the, through MCOs, Mission Coalition on Law Enforcement Standards, and if they can pass the uh, same 
uh, physical agility test that everyone takes throughout the state. Once they get into our, our facility to become sheriff deputies, we're highly training them to be the people that we need them to be. Hey, so I'm not concerned with that one bit. Let, let me if, ask if, you. If, if, if it shows itself, yeah. then we'll weed them out. Let, let me ask you right quick, because Charlie threw a number out earlier and asked you, would you like them to give you 100 mil? For the people that don't understand how the money works in the system, how many bodies would 100 mil provide you with or extra hours do you think that would help you out with just to let have, people know i have to do the math on that i'm not i'm not prepared to just give you that number offhand uh I'm, i've never been a math what's major. your what's I your budget now what, what's the budget uh, for the department well it's about 400 million or so somewhere in that area so that's a four uh, for the budget now so it'd be a 25 percent increase in the budget which i've always heard is about what you need you know i mean I, i'm not mm -hmm. trying to pin you anything but rule of thumb that's what's always been needed Having said that, uh, law enforcement, the courts, the jailhouses are a tremendous issue, not only in this city, in this county, in this state, it's in this country. Absolutely. It's, it's time we get serious. And if we're going to print a bunch of borrowed dollars and you're talking about human infrastructure, I'm telling you, people, for the safety of everybody, the officers, the public, the inmates who are presumed innocent, and even those that have been convicted, they have rights. We must pay attention. This will be, Ray, we promise you, an issue we are going to advocate for you. And I believe the shit just bagged out again. Oh, balls. Okay. Yeah, there it goes. Good. Yeah. Okay, we're back. Hey, it worked. Oh my God, it worked. <laughs> no, we we usually like this. It's such a shoestring piece of shit. This yeah. place. It buffered for a minute. It did. We got yeah, that's it fixed. All it did. Kind it of. Buffered. I'm so proud. All right, Ray. I'm going to give you the last word. And again, I want to thank you. Uh, we're always listening if, if you need help. So go ahead. I'll give you the last word. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me again. And and I just want to say that you know this is a national issue. I'm concerned with Wayne County, obviously. And uh, we're looking to hire people. I, I think that's how we help ourselves. We're looking to even put in some in, in incentive programs for our officers to try to get people in. We, we're looking to talk to whenever we can talk about money and, and, and how, how we really make that work to give officers incentives to even now for me, I, I, an incentive is getting me a brother or sister in here to help me do the job. That's, that's enough incentive for me, but some people need monetary incentives and pushes. And so I'm trying to uh, even talk with the County exec's office about that. How do we incentivize some things that make people want to go out and bring other people in? So uh, uh, we're, we're doing the work. We're doing the work that we can do. Uh, uh, it's matter. Our numbers are not what they want, what we want them to do, but I need you to know, uh, uh, that our inmates are safe, that our officers, we're trying to keep them safe. That's my job. And, 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 and we're going to do that. And if, as we pivot and do some things differently to make sure that it, even with the numbers we have, that our members and our inmates are safe, that's what we will be doing. We wish Thanks. you the best of luck. Thanks, Sheriff. Thank you. Can I can I just mention oh. where our job fair is before I go? Oh, jeez. Oh, yes, going to now. Ask, yeah. ask. No, cut him. Like, <laughs> do you all have that? You have it? Well, go 9301 on. Michigan Avenue. 9301 Michigan Avenue on Monday, June 21st, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Come join us. We have jobs for you. Well, 150 I, jobs. I, I would, right I would come, but guess what? I have poll worker class uh, with the Detroit okay. Department of Elections because instead of bitching about the electoral system, I'm actually doing something about it. Everybody give a little piece of yourself. I, I, 
I worked the last election. It was democracy at work. I was so proud to have done that. Did you Trust see me. any? Were you at the I TCF? Were you at the polls? Or yes, were you I was. There were no bullshit. I was at TCF counting up, looking over ballots, making sure they were counted correctly. And I was the guy inputting them in there. Now, uh, Ray and I can guarantee you nobody shipped in 150,000 ballots at <laughs> five in the morning. Bullshit. Absolutely not. I was there. Me too. So they miscounting the Atrium County in Detroit gets shit on? Come on. Come on, volunteer. It was amazing. Come on, Big Mouth, volunteer. Here it is. You sit there. Remember? It was middle of COVID. Remember that, Ray? Old ladies walking around with their oxygen tanks and shit. <laughs> trying to do the people's work. Yes. And you're at home bitching, eating your sandwich, listening to your conspiracy theories. And there was Maybell walking with her with her tank and feeling really proud of herself because it was a beautiful night and I resent you taking that from the city. It wasn't true. I'm the deputy chief. At that time, I'm the deputy chief of the Wayne County Sheriff's Office. Took my time off of work to, to be a part of democracy and, and watch it work. And I was proud of it. Yes, sir. 100. Yes, okay. Sir. Thank you, sir. We'll, we'll talk again. Beautiful. Thank you, All Sheriff. Right. You see that? He goes, he goes, he goes, what's your source? I go, I told you. I know the guys that mop the floor. Hey. <laughs> That's what you always. It's, it's never the sheriff calling you up saying, "I got a tip for you." You taught me that a long. <laughs> we're gonna need. We're gonna need seventy deputies. Then Ray's gonna start looking at the people like, "Okay, who's mopping this floor?" That's the more. <laughs> you know why I said that? Because nobody mops the floor in Wayne County Jail. I'm just kidding. That's, I'm just kidding. Not, <laughs> true. That's not true. Now, we have look at the at the very least we have inmate workers who might want to mop the floor who who want to mop the floor. Yeah, they're using they swiffers. <laughs> All right, we'll talk with you, Ray. Oh, what a Thank you. What a good good public great. servant. Yeah, I love having him there, man. Good. Uh, Woo. on the show for the first time. It kind of get, they they got to get used to the vibe, so they're going to throw it off. Ray's like, wait, is he serious? Is he kidding? <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> but you see how like naturally becomes it's normal and, and honest. Yeah. You know, but no, but pretense. he knows that you support. You know the the. the the realities of uh, of what they experience every day, Charlie. That's no secret. So, I mean, he has expressed his support, his respect for who you are and what you do. And you know, he's he's open. He's not running from anything. He understands he's dealing with challenges, and he welcomed the opportunity to come on the show and talk to you. You've got to applaud that. Oh yeah, because uh, look, unlike I, some of your other elected officials, <laughs> but that's another. But story. those are usually the executive suites. These aren't the judges, and these aren't the the deputies and the sheriffs and the police officers. I think she's talking about the ones that won't answer the door, won't answer their phone, won't come on the show. I think she's talking about that's all what I'm those. Talking. Just dropping bullshit in the paper. Just fix the shit. Mm-hmm. Now look, let me just real. Here's the segue. You see what housing prices are doing? Oh my God, skyrocketing! You see, you see the hedge funds are buying everything up, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, Blackwater. Yeah. Now look, look. Here's the deal: interest rates are at historic lows. You got bills. You got equity now. Your house just exploded in value. You can refinance. Get your monthly note lower. Save yourself a couple months and take care of some bills. That's just smart math. That's how you handle an asset. Mm-hmm. When they who con- do you call? I, I would call David Hall Morgan. That's who I call because I believe in David. I trust David. Responsive. You get great handling from David's people. They're immediate. You're not washing around. It's scary to do this, but it's smart to do it. If you want to be comfortable, you call David Hall Mortgage. 
248-308-5000 or go to davidhallmortgage.com. It's real self-explanatory. Be smart for yourself. Then you can be smart for others. Love it. David Hall Mortgage. Mm -hmm. Share, share, share. I'm going to say that again. Share, share, share. Now, Karen. Karen? Yes? Would you introduce our, our, our next guests, Ed Martell and Judge Bruce Morrow of Third Circuit Court. I, 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 I'd be honored to. Uh, these two gentlemen, uh, to me, represent the very fabric of this community. Ed was, he was always who he was, but he was using his talents, his interest and his assets on the wrong side of the street. He found himself before uh, Judge Bruce Morrow. Uh, he who challenged him to, to redirect those talents to someplace else. He actually challenged him to, you know, to direct them to a Fortune 500 company. And Edward, you know, always enthralled and impressed by, you know, the legal industry said, you know, I'm, I'm going to show him. And it show him. And indeed he did. Uh, he went back to school. He went to law school. He was stellar in that path uh, and ended up 16 years later before uh, Bruce Morrow, Judge Morrow again, but this time to be sworn in as an attorney. It is a great story of two men who saw opportunity and interest and potential in each other, uh, shared their resources, their stories, their support. Uh, Judge Morrow did what so many people do, uh, promised to do, but never do. Uh, and Ed said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a hell of a guy and I'm going to apply it to something more than just, you know, being in the street and constantly being in a courtroom on the other side of the law. Attorney Ed Martell uh, from the uh, Perkins Law Group, and the Honorable Bruce Morrow from Third Circuit Court. Eddie, uh, Eddie, uh, un- unmute yourself, Eddie, please. Okay. So I think what Karen said was Eddie grew up rough. Eddie was punking down the streets. He get caught cooking up some crack. He goes in front of Judge Bruce. The, the judge don't throw him in the can. He goes, you look like something. Do something. What happens? What happens, guys? Ed, go ahead. I like, said it so much better. <laughs> It's a lawyer. In well, a how, nutshell, Charlie. What's that, brother? In a nutshell, that's about. I said, in a nutshell, that's about it. But uh, the bigger, the bigger thing is that Judge Morrow. This, this isn't isolated to to me. He treats each and every person that comes before him like this. This is his judicial philosophy. So it's a lot bigger than just me. Uh, I happen to take advantage of that opportunity, which was coupled by love and a firm reprimand. But this is this. Uh, particular judges, and I had been in front of umpteen judges, most district courts in Wayne County at that time. And, you know, floating back to what our sheriff had just said, most of the time it was for driving without a license or non-violent drug offenses. Um, But flipping back forward, Judge Morrill's judicial philosophy is um, restorative justice. It's it's a rehabilitation component. And so, you know, I have to thank him, uh, commend him, and encourage other judges to think like him. And so I hat off to him again, sir. I'm eternally grateful. And that's where we're here. Bruce, why didn't you, you throw Eddie in the can? I couldn't. I couldn't. That would go against everything, Charlie, that I believe in. I believe strongly that each of us, given the opportunity, can be a lot better than who we present ourselves at any particular time. When I looked at Edward Martell, I saw a man who had not been loved the right way, and who not who had not been given opportunity and support. And I thought that I would be that guy that would try to make it work for him and with him. And Edward did the rest. 
He responded to the opportunity. He responded to the love. And like I said, you know, here he is today as a testament that it is love instead of throwing people in the can that can change you. Uh, Eddie, I think he just put down your mama. He just said you weren't loved the right way. I mean, you're going to take that shit from the judge? <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, with all due respect, my mother, she, um, you know, she was strong, proud Latina woman. She is. Um, you know, temptation to the street is a lot for young men, you know, and you, you hear what the, what the wages are for incoming sheriffs. You know, it's that's the balance. That's the dilemma for us young men. You know, when we know we can make more money doing it the wrong way, uh, you know, we need again, we need mentors and strong men like Judge Morrow, like Todd Perkins and many others within our community to guide us in the right direction. I didn't have that growing up. Now I do. So, hey, Judge, so, okay, you gave Edward a, a chance. Did you mentor him through college and law school? Did you guys, like, did you have a relationship? Or did you say, I'm going to give you one more chance. Good luck, son. No, we uh, had a continuous relationship for the f- past 15 years. Wow. Uh, Ed would invite me to U of D to speak. He would call me. We would talk oftentimes if he was making a directional change, if he was uh, in a relationship. He would ask for advice. Ed would give me advice. You know, we, we have a continuous relationship. So this was nothing new. Um, when we talk about what I really tried to have an impact on, my impact came because I'm trying to reduce recidivism. And I figured that it starts with the judge. If you give a person the opportunity and support, you can pretty much help them so that they don't have to come back into the criminal justice system. It'll reduce the overcrowdedness, the dangerousness in the jail system, and it will make more productive citizens that Ed has shown us that that he is. Ed made a point that he isn't the only one, and he isn't. There are people that I've... uh, sentenced and given opportunities to, that have written books, that have PhDs, that have been state representatives. You know, you give anybody an opportunity, I believe that they will show you how big they can be. Uh, And with some more support, we just grow with opportunity, love and support. But it wasn't. I have to ask this question. Given your background, how is that now helpful in your role as an as a, as a criminal defense attorney, I mean, you know the street, you know the law. How is your background helpful in your current in your current position? I mean, undeniably, you know, I have the ability to familiarize with my clients, and and you know, I don't look at people, um, you know, as far as you got to understand from a criminal defense standpoint, we don't, you know, we're not fighting for innocence or we're fighting for due process out here. I look at everybody as if they're me coming through that door, you know, and I see the good in each and every one of us. I, I know undeniably that, you know, that we can be contributing members to the community. And I think, you know, that's been proven with just a little bit of love coupled with, you know, opportunity. Um, and so, yeah, that's where we are. Eddie, you see, Karen, Eddie. that's what Edward and I share, because when Edward came into the courtroom, I saw myself there and I said, that could have been me. And I know what it, what it was to what put me instead of there up there. It was love, support and opportunity. And I figured that that's the main ingredients that brings people from underdevelopment into development. This is awesome. This see, this is serious. for real. Hey, Eddie, I, I got a friend who hadn't have a driver's license in like 10 years. You know, the drunk driving thing, and you can never get out of it. 
Can I bring him to you? Can you help him? I would be more than happy to help him, Charlie. More than happy. Because, you know, as I stated, I can speak from experience. Yeah. I don't have a driver's license to 26 years old. That might be hard for some to swallow. Um, but these are just collateral consequences of, you know, um, you know, where we started, things we have to overcome, and, you know, where we are now. You know, it's a testament. So I would be more than happy to help your friend, Charlie. Okay, thank you. I wanted to ask you, I mean, there was a bump in the road, though. Did you have a probation violation um, on your way in this, you know, 16 years to becoming an attorney? And um, and for the judge, like, how did you keep the, how did you keep the faith after that violation? If I may, Your Honor, um, I mean, yeah, I've had numerous bumps and bruises along the way, you know, and the judge showed me grace. I mean, you know, that's if, if anybody's been through. Uh, sobriety and the journey through sobriety is no different than, you know, transformation from going from, you know, uh, um, um, essentially a life where you're not abiding by the law to a life where you're focused on, you know, being community focused and abiding by the law, even pursuing a, a law degree and then a legal career. There's going to be bumps and bruises. The journey is, you know, you're going to run into some things. And that's where a strong support system comes into place. You know, again, the judge, Mr. Perkins, but numerous others. I mean, my family, community, um, you know, and shout out to everybody out there in Inkster, Southwest Detroit, Romulus, Ipsy, and everywhere in between. Um, you know, our community, uh, this whole area has been so good to me. I, you know, I feel like my story is that of Detroit because Detroit has been stepped on, you know, had the foot on their neck, and nobody expected us to prevail. But time and time again, we succeed. We're victorious. And so, you know, I'm thankful for my support system. That's all, man. I'm proud of you both. Yeah. I don't mean that to be condescending in any way. Yeah, everybody Thank wants you. to know what's the good news. I just want people that listen, take a look at you. There's good news. Human beings. Nobody's perfect. Good news. I want you to stay with us because, you know, it's the anniversary of 9-11 this year. It's 20 years. And nobody talking about it. I lived through it. I covered Ground Zero. And I just want you to to, to listen, Eddie. You, I think you're going to dig this. About a Latino dude. You're gonna. I think you're going to dig it. Judge, I'm proud of you. Keep going. Eddie, I'm going to send my friend over to you. Karen, thanks for setting that up. Right? Yeah. It's cool. Definitely. All right, look. The, this 9-11 retrospective. Everybody. I'm, very, I'm very proud that it's sponsored by the Bricklayers and Adelaide Craft Workers Local 2. They need skilled bricklayers and caulkers to help build and restore projects throughout Michigan. Want better pay? A real pension plan that won't run out? Fully paid health insurance plus up to a $2,000 signing bonus. This is for real. Mm -hmm. wow. It is hard work, right? Those of you who say you want to work and you got it in you, here, the bricklayers. Don't money. wait. The good money, good benefits, man. The demand for skilled trial trades is at an all-time high. They also have apprenticeships and free training opportunities for those looking to get started in a real career, a real one. Something when you're, I used to be a carpenter. I still drive by the church we built. I pointed out to my daughter. That's There's a cool. lot of pride in that. That's cool. Start building your future now and go to bricklayers.org and just click join BAC. That easy. Give it a sniff. I'm really proud that they would sponsor this. It's awesome. Hey, that's what's up. Okay, now this is uh, from the time of 9-11. <clears throat> Ozzy choked up a little bit when I... I, I just remembered this day. Remember to it. Anyway. 
Some illegal immigrants drown in boats on their way to America. Others die in the desert. Still others disappear in a very different way, swallowed by the thrill of America, never again to call their families back home. Very little of all this is ever officially recorded. When the Twin Towers fell on September 11th, it was clear, or at least likely, that some undocumented immigrants had perished along with the executives and the firefighters and the police officers. But this handful of lost workers does not appear on any formal lists of the dead or missing. It's hard, after all, to work with half names and no paperwork. None of these people, then, are likely to be positively identified or ceremoniously mourned. No short obituaries of them will be published. But some of their names are known. Some snippets of their lives can be gathered. There is, for instance, Umberto. Not much is known about Umberto, whether that was his real name, whether he worked off the books, or if he had bought a second identity. Whether he had a wife or children is also not clear. Like many of the 10 million illegal immigrants in the United States, he existed as kind of a shadow. Only two things are known about Umberto for certain. He spoke Spanish, and he was delivering some breakfast sandwiches when the plane struck one World Trade Center at 8.48 a.m. His name was called in by a manager from Akbar's Sandwich Shop in the North Tower, a Mexican woman who works under a false name. She wanted to do the Christian thing, she said, so she contacted a volunteer who collects information on the undocumented people who disappeared in the World Trade Center calamity. Umberto had told the manager they had had a wife and two children back in Mexico. Umberto was likely vaporized, and with him, any chance of learning his full name. Some family somewhere will probably never know the circumstance of his death. As it now stands, what passes for an epitaph on a relief group's bulletin board reads, Umberto died September 11th, 2001. There are a dozen other people who have been reported missing, but do not exist on any official list. Take the case of Jose Morales. A friend in New York says he worked at the Trade Center. Mr. Morales' girlfriend, who is the mother of his four children, said that he told her he worked in a pizzeria. They were not officially married, and only relatives are permitted to open a Trade Center missing persons case with the Mexican consulate. It is possible he just walked away but he stopped calling home on September 11th. Doesn't that seem strange? Brother Joel Magallan Reyes collects the names. He operates out of a small building on 14th Street and 8th Avenue in Manhattan. He said no one inquired about Umberto. He also said that among the missing was a man who went by the name of Samuel Herrera. He was a Mexican. Juventino Hernandez Perez was also a Mexican. Ana Irene Medina Glez had four names and was said to be 42 years old. The list goes on. Nobody knows who they really were, Brother Ray has said. I'm sure they were good people. I hope they will also erect a monument to the missing ones. They never had, but I shall never forget you, Umberto. Thank you for being with us. Try to love one another.
Thank you.